Hello, I'm Gary Shotton, and today we're going to talk about different pathways. And in regards to that, the different pathways to business ownership. And we could make an analogy to start with that uh, starting a business would be a little bit like uh, going on a long trip. And depending on where you're going and how you're going to travel, you would prepare differently. You would bring different things with you. Let's say it's just a short trip uh, within 50 miles. You probably wouldn't pack much. You wouldn't pack anything. You're just going to go there and come back. And in a similar way, if you're going to go on a long trip, uh, I just recently, last year, went to Africa. was gone there three weeks. We packed differently. Uh, in my case, I like to do carry-on, so I don't carry a whole lot of extra luggage, so I don't have to worry about luggage. But I still plan for that trip. So in starting a business, think of it, if you would, in that way. There is a different way for different people to get to different destinations in business ownership. So in starting a business, you see many of us are starting at totally different points from point A to point B. Let's take myself. I was raised with a family that was farming and ranching, and they were entrepreneurs. I All I knew, all of my adult Oh, not my adult. My childhood was, whether I realized it or not, I was absorbing the way an entrepreneur would think. My dad was a classic entrepreneur, not afraid to take risk, very intelligent, not school savvy, didn't have a degree. Hardly, you know, he, he, he did graduate from high school, but not to college. But it was perfect for me because I got to watch and think back now, more so now looking back than when I was there, because I was, as a young man, young boy, I was thinking about girls and sports. But I know now how ingrained that culture, the way Dad thought, the way he handled himself, that had a very positive effect on my life, my business ownership life. Take someone else that didn't have that advantage. They're starting on their trip from a totally different starting point. And they're, in a way, starting from ground floor. And there's where there's no exact formula that you do this, 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 and this, and then you're going to own a business. I believe that our lessons, our teaching, and including this lesson, is building a strong foundation. You can't go wrong if you but first build a strong foundation. That's why someone wants to, wants to advance quickly. Not that our teachings are the perfect example of, of entrepreneurship, but it's full of great examples, many hundreds now of teachings that if a person would engulf themselves, not from the idea that this is how I start my business, but from the idea this is how I start thinking differently. This is how a business owner would think and it's not an exact formula. So depending on where you're starting would make a big difference on how you would approach your destination, how you're going to get there. Now, for those that aren't of the advantage that I had, let me make a few suggestions. Let's say I might go ahead and get a good job. There's nothing wrong with that. I had uh, my first 10 years out of college was working for a big oil corporation. And I'm still gaining 
uh, experience in life. So you might want to get a job, get a good job, the best you can, and maybe that job ideally would be only 40, 45 hours a week, and now you're going to have to set aside some of your extra time to experiment, do some things that would be experimental towards ownership. Uh, start a yard sale, start, start selling something on the side, start uh, creating something that you're not dependent upon the income, but you're now learning and experiencing some real-life business ownership from a very foundational point of view. While I was working those 10 years for the oil company, I had all kinds of business things going. I had some cattle that I purchased on the side, and in fact, if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have had any money to move and come. I had a rock business that I had on the side that I picked uh, and got a mining permit to pick up uh, granite rocks that had beautiful uh, lichens of black and, and, and white and orange that would be very nice for the outside of a, a instead of brick, it would be a rock face on, on a wall or on a fireplace. I had a pallet business, and I did these things on the side. And I, I, was, I was always into something. I had a garden. I didn't make money much on the garden, but I offset expenses. I had chickens, and I had raised eggs. I had a milk cow, so I had more than one milk cow. In the, in the cattle business, I, I, I learned how to start uh, baby calves from, from scratch, from just off of their mother. I was working for someone else, but I was experimenting and learning my business skills. Even when I moved to my new town, I tried to get a job. That's what I was thinking because I was going to a particular Bible school. I'm thinking, okay, I'll get a nice job, but I couldn't find one. But I did do some work until I started my own first business. It was a moving and storage business. It was using my dad's borrowed horse trader to move furniture. And I got my first truck. And I, then I started realizing that I was trying to work for somebody else, and I could make more money myself working for myself, just me and one helper, and that's how I started for several years, or a year and a half or so, and, and I could make more money doing that than working for somebody else. So it was an easy jump for me. Even though I had these years of experience with my dad, and even though I had those 10 years experience while I had my, my good job, I was still make, making a gentle step in to the point that, man, this is a pretty easy step because I'll pay myself more than somebody else will pay me. So I became my own first employee. In our terms, we call that the first job, the first business was a necessity. I needed money. So I did what I could with what I had in my hands. And second, it moved into what we call a lifestyle business. It was enough to pay the bills. And it was only after a couple of years then that I started thinking, okay, I can hire employees and put systems and put things together to have a business with employees. So it's not easy just to say, here's the exact formula for you to start a business and, and in so many days or so many, so many months or so many years, you're going to have this business. It's all, in my opinion, proportional to your willingness to change the way you think and your willingness to experiment at the highest level possible. Now, for some, there might be the idea that uh, this is too big a leap to actually start and own your own business without a pattern. And so when somebody says, hey, could you create a plan for me to own our own business, I might jump to the idea of looking at a franchise. 
or somebody else has already created the details of the business. They, whatever it is, there's all kinds of franchises that are everything from house cleaning to uh, uh, picking up dog uh, uh, droppings in the lawn to all kinds of food, of course. There's every kind of food you can imagine that you could cook. But there again, you want to, in this experimenting mode, there's other lessons that are foundational. You want to find something that's in the center of your, your wheelhouse, the center of what you like to do, because you just can't copy somebody else, in my opinion. That's part of changing your culture, changing the way you're thinking. And you know, you're on this journey, you're going on a long journey, and it's not overnight. I guarantee you, it is not overnight. If it happens overnight, it's probably not going to last. And so you've got to build a foundation at every level, and you're looking at what you really want is what I had for my child, for my dad. Okay, I was able to uh, acquire the knowledge of an entrepreneur and pass it on to the next, receive it as the next generation. And whether or not your children are going to be business owners or not doesn't matter. They need to be financially uh, savvy. They need to be financially good stewards. You know because. Money is not the answer. The guy with the most money, the person with the most money at the end of life does not win. You know how much he leaves when he dies? All of it. That's the reality. So that's not the gauge. But money does pay the bills. Well, I hope you see that this changing the mind and changing your own personal thought pattern is critical for your success. And when you do change that step by step, I believe that with God's help, you're going to find the right thing that fits you. You're going to have some supernatural help, and you're going to grow, start small and grow step by step by step, just like we teach in all the lessons we can, we can put before you. Well, I hope this helps.